All right, Wall fans, common sensors, podcast consumers, social media world. Welcome to episode 63 of Go Tell It to the Wall podcast. I am your host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke. We got a lot of great stuff tonight. Probably going to go off script a bit because everything's been all over the place. And it's funny because we, uh, we, we had a different episode last week. We did the Star Spangled episode special, the first annual Star Spangled episode. Uh, so, so content kind of backed up. I, had to, I was like cutting stuff left and right. It's all over the place. And of course, I'm like looking at my whiteboard over here and there's stuff I forgot to put into my outline. I would call it a script, but it's not really a script. Speaking of which, interestingly, I, it, there's a certain pride. So, And this is in no way sponsored unless they want to start sending me some of these. But I use the black and red notebook. That, that is my go-to notebook uh, when I'm outlining shows, when I'm making notes and everything else. And I've gone through, I I should have done a full count today, uh, but I think over the past two years we've gone through like five or six of these. And I just finished another one, Uh, so I'm super happy to, I don't know, it's one of those, it it feels like such a little accomplishment, uh, but it's nice to like, ooh, fresh new notebook. And uh, and today with episode 63, we are officially on a new, uh, throw that to the gorilla over there, Uh, we're officially on a brand spanking new black and red notebook, it feels so nice, Mm, smells like paper, I don't know, it's it's the little things in life, right, I mean that's like, if if you can get a sense of accomplishment out of finishing a notebook, by all means do it, and that's that's what I do sometimes, alright, let's get into it, wall fans, common censors, Uh, social plugs, social plugs, as always, you can follow us on Twitter. Uh, search at Tell the Wall Pod or at Magic Muppet at Tell the Wall Pod is the official Twitter account for Go Tell to the Wall. And of course, at Magic Muppet is my own personal Twitter account. Honestly, the Magic Muppet sees more action outside of just promoting stuff that's directly connected to Go Tell to the Wall. So, so follow both of them. That's going to be your best bet. As far as that goes, uh, you can, of course, find us on YouTube. Head on over to YouTube. Search Go Tell to the Wall. Subscribe, like, watch some videos, enjoy, watch some beer reviews, watch some rant videos. And, in fact, uh, well, I'll get into that a little more. But we got some awesome new videos that are coming up. I'm, I'm literally in the process of editing them and, and getting them ready to be posted. And those I'll get into a little bit more of that shortly. But, of course, YouTube. Head on over there, subscribe, Go Tell to the Wall. Uh, we are live on Facebook right now. I did a little, like little dust off of the Facebook page this week, uh, the Go Tell Us the Wall Facebook page. I was kind of trying to put some, I'm not, I don't know, We're get, I'm trying to put some, trying to keep, uh, yeah, I don't even know what to say. We're on Facebook, just facebook.com slash Go Tell Us the Wall. I'm trying to put some stuff up there. It's just still such a cesspool that is Facebook, and we're going to get into some more of that when we get to tech. I didn't even put it in social. I'm like, you know what, we're talking from a tech perspective. From now on, when it comes to Facebook, I know it's a social platform, but you can like our page over there, facebook.com slash go tell it to the wall. And of course, most important and all encompassing of everything I just mentioned would be SeanO'RourkeLive.com. That's right, SeanO'RourkeLive.com. Head on over there. You're going to get links to all those things I just mentioned uh, in addition to some extra videos. Uh, some pictures, images from the podcast, and our Patreon page. You can link directly to our Patreon page through SeanO'RourkeLive.com. Uh, and 
now that I'm saying Patreon, let's plug the Indiegogo campaign that we still currently have going. We have about, hey Mookie, uh, we have about a month left, and uh, I'm talking to the live feed as well. Those of you that are avid listeners know what's going on there. Uh, we, we have, no, a month. I was saying a month. We have 10 days left on the Indiegogo campaign. We're getting ever so close to our goal. Uh, if we do hit that goal, we're going to have a brand new concept in the studio as well as some new gear uh, that's going to help improve what we're sending out to all of you on a weekly, daily basis. Uh, so please help us out there. Just go to Indiegogo. We'll see if we can get the link uh, popped up in the live feed at some point here too. And, and we'll, of course, we'll have the link embedded with the description for this podcast, if if you only listen to the podcast, consume it, uh, you know, the audio version only, uh, we'll embed that in there so you can find it as well. But please, please, please help us out. Even a dollar helps. We're just, we're getting so close to the goal. And if we hit that goal, then the Indiegogo campaign just like lives on forever and we'll, we'll kind of continue to promote it. Uh, just as another way to support the, the podcast and the go tell to the wall, uh, empire finger quotes empire uh and everything having to do with go tell the wall go tell the brewery and all that good stuff and and sean will work live i i guess <laughs> that's what none of that money is really going toward sean will work live it's all going to go toward podcasts and channel stuff and studio stuff uh and on that note make sure you are subscribing if you are listening to this podcast you can find us anywhere shout out to podomatic where we host the podcast and, and, and they help, they do such a great job helping us out and everything, making sure everything's in line. But of course, you can find it wherever you can, whatever your favorite medium of consuming podcasts is, you're most likely going to find it there. We're basically everywhere except SoundCloud. Uh, so, you know, head on over to Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play Music, uh, what am I, oh, iTunes. <laughs> I always forget, or Apple Podcasts, whatever they call it now, the Apple things. If you have a Mac or an Apple thing, that's how you're going to be able to to get the podcast is, is through iTunes, uh, Apple, whatever they call. I, I don't know. I don't keep track of this stuff. And I don't mean an insulting way. I just, I'm not an Apple user. So they change names on stuff and I can't keep track of it. Um, all right. So like I mentioned, last week was the 4th of July. 4th of July was last week. We did a special live broadcast on the 4th of July uh, from a little barbecue that I threw for some friends and some wall fans and, and all that good stuff, and, and we had a lot of fun with it. It was definitely just off the rails from the beginning, but I think it was well worth it because we had a lot of fun, a lot of good information, a lot of good content as well, uh, and I'm in the process of cutting all those videos. The podcast itself is, of course, up, and uh, and if you're on Facebook, you can just kind of go through the entire live feed uncut, but I am in the process of cutting everything up and, and getting it into short consumable kind of segments uh, and those segments are going to include of course the great Mary Doodles as I had mentioned uh, who is much more popular than we are than I am on the social platforms and the YouTube and everything else uh, and of course most important lots of other people but we did have Chris and Bridget his song on the podcast which was super important to me because Bridget has, has just always been such a huge help on the podcast and a big proponent of common sense and go tell to wall and of course Chris in the same manner has, has done all those things and, and Chris really helps keep things moving along with uh, with stats and information so I was happy to have them on the podcast as well and so look forward to that it's it's coming I've, I've got a bunch of them cut I just haven't had a chance to get them all up that's what happens when you have a toddler at home and you're trying to work on st- it's it's yeah it's all over the place it is all over the place. So look forward to that. Coming soon, next couple days. I'm going to try to get some of it up tomorrow. Uh, really today if you're only listening to the podcast because it's going to go up the same day that we're going to get some of those videos up. So look forward to that. All right, beer this week. 
Ooh, beer this week. I've got a tasty one. I was actually a little bit worried about this. I'll tell you why. Uh, it's it's the Kona Brewing Company Gold Cliff IPA. It's the Gold Cliff IPA. Uh, and obviously it's an IPA, so I wasn't too worried about that side of it. But I, I've found that a lot of breweries are getting ridiculous with the hazy and the juicy IPAs. It's just getting so ridiculous. I feel like they're packing an entire piece of fruit in each bottle. of, uh, And some of them, like, they don't even actually have fruit. It's just the, this type of hops, and they're real juicy. Uh, and this one, when I first picked it up, it actually says right on the bottle, with real tropical pineapple. It's brewed with pineapples from Hawaii. And if you've never been to Hawaii and had a pineapple in Hawaii, that is... You've never had a pineapple or a piece of pineapple until you've actually had one in Hawaii. I know you hear that about lots of things, and it's very true about lots of things, including a Guinness. You, you know, you get a Guinness off the tap in, in Dublin. It's the best place to do it. Uh, but this one, like the pineapples, Hawaii, it's, that's the way to go. However, I was a little worried that it would be a little too juicy, like a little too fruity for me, because uh, they've been just getting out of hand with these hazies and these juicy IPAs and stuff. However, it's a very subtle hint of tropical pineapple very subtle hint so i'd recommend it and even if you're not an ipa fan but you do like pale ales this one's going to be right up your alley and in fact our stats and information chris stats and information person chris has uh, is not an ipa fan but i would actually recommend this one to him at least to, at least to try it's it's a it's a tasty one and kona brewing company i've had lots of great ones uh great beers from them they're one of probably the biggest hawaii brewer that you can find uh on the mainland I guess between them and Maui Brewing Company, they're they're kind of the the big brewers out there in Hawaii. There's some others too. In fact, I've uh, I've gotten some beers from some others, but these are the ones you're gonna actually be able to find here. So check them out. Kona Brewing Company Gold Cliff IPA, and we just tangented on the beer, of course. If you're gonna get tangented, official go tell us the wall uh, term. If you're gonna get tangented, may as well be on the beer, right? May as well be on the beer. Uh, and I got one more thing to mention before we get into some more social media stuff here. I want to take a moment for all of you out there, especially if you don't follow on the social platforms, because I've said this before, we don't get a huge social following. We don't get a huge YouTube following. However, we usually push about 10,000 unique listens per episode. So I'm talking to all of you out there, I'm talking to all of you that don't follow on the social platforms, because this stuff's going to get shared on the social platforms. But I'm talking to you. I want to encourage you. To watch a little show called America's Got Talent. That's right. America's Got Talent. I wouldn't say I'm a big fan of the show. I see, I see the appeal of the show. I'm not a big fan myself. However, this season, I've got a bit of a personal attachment to America's Got Talent. And that would be because I have... Uh, <laughs> I have... Uh, I'm, <laughs> you're right, Jen. Uh, I have some personal connection to this particular season. And in fact, I have three very good friends who are performing... Who are performing? You can definitely say that on the live feed, Jen. Don't worry about that. I just try to limit it on the uh, on the on the podcast itself. We've got some some curse words coming out, not the bad ones. They're not even the f bombs. It's okay. I drop that one all the time on the pod. Uh, but I have three three very good friends who are competing in America's Got Talent as we speak. They were actually just on the show uh, whenever two days ago. Yes, two days ago, Tuesday night. On, I believe it's NBC. Now I'm going to get some some shit. See, there you go, Jen. I think it's your fault. I'm, I'm going to get some shit from my friends uh, for not knowing the exact channel, but I did watch it the other night. And they are part of a choir called Angel City Chorale. And if you're familiar with America's Got Talent, you might have seen them the other night performing a little song by a band called Toto. And that song would be Africa. 
and I'm watching them very closely. Three very good friends of mine, and one in particular that I've known for a very long time who I am, I, I am fondly call my sister, even though she's not my actual sister. She is very, very, very much my sister. It was actually my wife's maid of honor in our in our wedding. Uh, she's performing, and so I'm I just encouraging everyone to, to check it out, follow them, follow Angel City Chorale, support them as much as you can when they perform next on America's Got Talent because they will be performing again. Check them out, Angel City Chorale, America's Got Talent. And I'll tell you this, I, I'm not a big competition singing show guy, but, but... Simon Cowell, after they performed the other night, stood up and clapped for them, gave them a standing ovation. And I don't know much about Simon Cowell, but I know that he can be a bit of an ass. And uh, for for them to to get him up out of his seat and impressed is definitely something to something to hang their hat on. So check them out, Angel City Corral. Look them up. They're on all the socials and stuff. They're on America's Got Talent. We're going to support them as much as possible and follow them throughout this because hopefully they're just going to win the whole damn thing. I don't know much about America's Got Talent. I don't. Does choir usually? I don't know. Anyway, we will uh, we will we'll be following them, and I encourage you all to support them. Uh, if 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 nothing else, do it to support Go Tell to Wall podcast because they are very close friends of Go Tell to Wall and and myself personally. All right, let's get into a uh, little bit of social media. Ooh, social media. Oh, oh, social media. Uh, and Jen, you're right. I I can't stand uh, one of our good friends, Jen. Uh, is is on the live feed. I can't stand when they start throwing like lavender and all this stuff in there. And that that's what's killing me is when the juicy IPAs. I'm going back to the beer now for those of you, you know, keeping track at home. Uh, when the hazy IPAs first came out, I was like, cool, these are great. And then they were just like, yeah, we're gonna. And I, it's kind of how like the IPA trend really started. IPAs have been around obvi- like since the India trading route. Like that's where they got there. So it's not like a new thing. However, people were just packing hops in there and now they're like, we're going to throw all this fruit in here. We're going to throw some lavender in here and it's going to give you a headache. And I'm just like, no, 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 no. Calm down. If you like it, that's great. Enjoy it. Uh, but yeah, I like a little subtle hint uh, like this, this gold cliff IPA. This just got a little subtle hint of, of pineapple. Mm. I had one from Highland Park Brewing uh, during craft craft beer week actually back in May, uh, and I, like I had half of one of them. I got one of those big crowlers and I poured some, and I, I was like, "Geez, I, f- I felt like I was drinking like really, really strong, good orange juice, <laughs> like you know, with alcohol in it, but very strong orange juice." Uh, so I'm with you. Let's calm down on all the stuff that we're throwing in there. All right, social media trends going on right now. One that I'm enjoying right now. And, you know, this, yeah, this can go either way. Uh, it is. It would be hashtag perfect day in five words. Hashtag perfect day in five words. And, of course, my absolute favorite, I'm just going to go ahead and get this one out of the way right now. Uh, I, Donald Trump, Orange Menace, officially resign. Hashtag perfect day in five words. That would be a really perfect day for me. In fact, I've got a bomber bottle. Uh, if you don't know what bomber bottle is, it's a big big 22 ounce bottles i got a bomber bottle of stone impeach uh ipa sitting behind me and i'm saving that one for a special occasion you can kind of figure out when that occasion is going to occur hopefully sooner than later uh, but i'm sitting on that one hopefully uh I-, I would love if i could open it like tomorrow but who knows we'll see but obviously i'm <laughs> i'm behind you uh the none and only on twitter at uh, sportsman926 uh, another one, and of course people are having fun with it. Another one, hashtag perfect day in five words, coffee, sex, sushi, sleep, repeat. 
Uh, I'm with you on all those things. I don't love sushi. Throw throw cheeseburgers or, or french fries or pizza in there. and I, You got me. You got me. I'm good. Now, I, I do enjoy sushi. It's just, I like, that doesn't get me. I'm like, okay, I'll eat some sushi. But you're like, here's a nice, ridiculous cheeseburger. I'm like, ho, ho, ho. You know, uh, really, or a California burrito. You only know what that is if you're from San Diego. Uh, and there's just not enough of those in L.A. Oh, gosh. You know what's funny is I'm just, I'm just like, looking through this one. <laughs> And this one's even better. I'll give you one more. We'll move on. Uh, hashtag perfect day in five words. Ex-President Trump arrives for sentencing. <laughs> that might be the greatest day of my life. I just, I would thoroughly enjoy that one. And uh, again, hopefully that comes sooner than later. Because that son of a bitch. Oh, man. I'm just, I'm not even, you know, I'm not even going to hold back on that anymore. Because we're seeing what that asshole does. And that's funny, too. Because it's not like I was holding back before. But I'd be like, well, no, no, it, like he it's ridiculous. It's an embarrassment and it's ridiculous. We're an embarrassment to the world. Remember when the United States used to be cool? Like the rest of the world was like, oh, man, the United States. Yeah, no, we're an embarrassment. We are an absolute embarrassment right now. And I'm going to try to keep it light for the rest of the podcast. You know, you all know it's going to last about five minutes. All right. One other hashtag that I was enjoying seeing this week heading around the social platforms, the Twitters and everything else uh, hashtag when I need a pick me up. Hashtag when I need a pick me up. And this one is just all straight fun. One I saw on there uh, was I brew a pot of coffee and blare some Sabbath. That should just be blast blare. I think they. I don't know. Uh, but I get it. I'm not a big Black Sabbath fan. But yeah, like some uh, in the mornings if I'm trying to need a little pick me up. I mean I need my coffee. I don't function without coffee. I just don't. Uh, and and I'd probably be uh, be be blaring some some punk rock, which uh, of course, according to my shirt tonight, uh, thank God for punk rock. Sometimes it just keeps me keeps me in line, puts me in a better mood. Um, and then this one, I'll leave you with one more hashtag. When I need to pick me up, I Google my exes and instantly feel better about my choices. That's what's funny. I was wondering this because there I, there's a uh, I think it's a radio commercial going around, and it's talking about. I don't even know what it's doing. It's like, you know, something about being on phones. And it's like, you check your email every five seconds. You check uh, you check your ex's Instagram. And I was like, do people do like do that? I, I understand to an extent, personally. Uh, you know, I have a few exes. I have exes that I had a relationship with. There's a lot of other women that I saw a few times and, and <laughs> chose not to see anymore. Or, you know, or they chose not whatever it was. And I don't feel the need to to check up on them. I, I, I just don't. It's not something I do, and maybe that's just me, and I, and I kind of get it to an extent, but it's like, you, you left that. We're, do, we're done here. I, I, don't, I don't need to keep track of you. I just, I don't. Uh, and the majority of them, really, I'm not even, like, friends with them on social platform. Not because I, like, hate them. It's just like, no, no, we're, we're done here. Okay, cool. See you later. Uh, like, nah, I don't need to know what you're, what you're up to. Uh, yes, and Jen does make memes. I, I am all about the memes. All about the memes. Although, you know what? You know what? We're going off script right here for a sec. Thanks, Jen. We're going off script because there was a little meme floating around uh, this week. And it was all about toxic masculinity. And it was a photo of a baseball player for the Los Angeles Dodgers named Kike Hernandez. And you might remember this if you are an avid wall fan, avid podcast listener. Uh, I talked about Kike because it's it's pronounced Kike, uh, but the spelling of his name uh, can be misconstrued if if you're not saying it with the accent. It can be very, 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 very much misconstrued. 
and, and there was a lot of social media stuff flying around because he was killing it leading up to the World Series uh, last season. Well, he's in this meme, and it's actually a photo of him standing on a bucket, a small bucket, like a high-chew bucket. Im- imagine high-chew, it's like, Im- imagine a bubblegum bucket, like those plastic buckets that you see. And he's standing on it being interviewed on field by, uh, by a uh, sports interviewer. I, I, and I'm, I'm blanking on her name. I don't know her well. Uh, but he's standing on this bucket, and, and this meme went around saying, what does toxic masculinity look like? And that was it. Well, here's the thing. Let's break this down for just a moment. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to break it down just a little bit for you. Kike Hernandez has always been a, a stand-up individual. He's kept never been in trouble, any of those things. Uh, and on top of that, he's actually not a very short individual. Uh, he stands at 5'11", which for the most part, if you're 5'11", uh, man or woman, you're, you're going to stand taller than most of the women out there. Now, this sports interviewer that was interviewing him on field is actually a former volleyball player who happens to be 6'2 and she likes to wear heels when she does these interviews and for that particular photo she's wearing four inch heels putting her at like 6'5 6'4 now Kike knows her had been interviewed by her many times before and it was a joke it was essentially a joke inside joke between the two of them Uh, his teammates actually brought out the bucket because they thought it was funny this wasn't because he felt inferior to the interviewer at all it wasn't because he felt inferior. It was an inside joke. And I bring this up because that's how things just catch fire on social platforms. They catch fire. And the important thing to remember is there's so many things out there in this world that we can really bring to light and work on that we don't need to call out someone who clearly was making a joke, who knows this other individual very personally. And if you go and you watch the interview, she actually calls him shorty. She's teasing him more than he's teasing her, despite the fact that he's standing on a bucket so that he can be a little taller. And again, not that short. Well, let me talk to you a little bit about real toxic masculinity and what that can be. Even in the simplest realm, like a sitcom, toxic masculinity. Let's think about some sitcoms out there. And in fact, I remember one in particular from the 90s called Home Improvement with Tim Allen. And on that sitcom, uh, his wife, the, the, the actress who played his wife, but his wife would constantly try to get him to go to like the opera or to a musical and everything else. And it was like, no, I am too masculine for this. I don't go to operas or plays or musicals. And I bring that up because that, that's the one that was at the top of my head. But even when I was a kid, you'd see stuff like this back in the 80s. And I remember thinking as a kid, when it came to stuff like that, well, no, I no, that's not cool. No, no, you can't go to the opera. You can't go do this. You can't go to a ballet. That's not cool. That That's girly. Girly. Well, wall fans and common censors, that is toxic masculinity. Now, is it funny or not funny to adults? Yeah, it, it can be funny to adults who know better. However, think about kids because even myself, I had that in my head when I was a kid. The opera, that, that's not something you go to. Men don't go to the opera. So, yeah, lecture me about toxic masculinity. But look at other things. And I encourage you, don't let your kids watch sitcoms like that. Not saying the sitcoms are doing anything wrong, but that's toxic masculinity. That's creating stereotypes and feeding those stereotypes 
where men and boys can't go do things like see musicals or go to the opera, and then that's ingrained in their head. Think about how influential children are. That's toxic masculinity, wall fans, common censors. Not a guy having a joke with a reporter that he personally knows. Thank you, Jen. Uh, thank you, too, for that. Patricia Richardson. It's funny because I, I was I, I always and I, I know they're very different people like I can see them in my head. Uh, but Patricia Richardson was very popular on Home Improvement and Patricia Heaton was very popular on uh, uh, Everybody Loves Raymond. So I like I confuse them and not because they look anything alike, but just because Patricia Heaton and they just happen to be on very popular like 90s sitcoms. So I, I tend to tend to. Uh, Confuse them. But even then, I, I stopped it in my head. I was going to say Patricia Heaton. It's like, no, no, no. It's, no, it's not Patricia Heaton. I, I know Patricia Heaton. Uh, also star of the middle. All right. Uh, moving along. Toxic masculinity. I can't. Yeah, that's enough of toxic masculinity. Uh, we do need more. See, we do need more Danny Tanners. Lots of them. Especially then, because we need Danny Tanners that you see as a kid, and then you grow up like, like we did, because I saw Danny Tanner as a kid. And then... I saw, uh, oh, help me out, Jen. Uh, I saw what's the actor that plays uh, Danny Tanner on Full House, and he just kind of went real, like, off the rails and, and had fun with the, with, the, uh, with the darker comedy there. All right, a uh, little more news here. Uh, so there was an Instagram model. I'm not even going to give her name. Cause Instagram this is one of my favorite. Like, here's the thing. If you're going to make fun, like, everybody's got a podcast. Yeah, everybody's an Instagram model. I'm an Instagram model. I got an Instagram. I'm an Instagram model. Like, and maybe she's real, I don't know. I, you know, I don't care. The interesting thing here, and the reason I'm bringing this up, is because she was on vacation in the Bahamas. And she did the little swim with nursing sharks thing. And decided <laughs> that she wanted to have some pictures taken while she's swimming with the sharks. So as she goes to pose while someone's taking her photo, one of those sharks grabs her by the wrist and starts pulling her under. Now, fortunately, she got out, like, was fine, not even really seriously injured. Uh, but I do want to bring up this quote to you, and this is a direct quote from that Instagram model. She's 19 years old from California, uh, and I quote, It seemed safe, and I'd seen all these photos, so I totally thought it was okay. Thank you, Jen. Bob Saget. I don't want to see I'm just blanking on names. It's the heat. Heat's killing me. Uh, so she'd seen it everywhere on Instagram and thought it was safe and, of course, had to take the time to pose for photos with sharks. I'm not saying don't pose for photos with sharks, but you know what? Everyone needs to calm down. Like, let me get this selfie. Let me No, just, you know what? Just enjoy it. Be in the Bahamas and enjoy it. You know? How, how many photos of, the, of people in the Bahamas are out there on, on Instagram and all that other stuff? Just enjoy it. Calm down. And don't get bitten by sharks. <laughs> oh, in other news, IHOB... You all remember the IHOB saga that was going on and everyone was freaking out. Everyone was freaking out. International House of Pancakes changing to International House of Burgers. Well, they're backtracking on that, of course. And here's the thing. I don't even think they're backtracking. They're saying they're backtracking. They're saying, oh, we're back to IHOP. We're not doing IHOB anymore. Here's the thing, IHOP. We know what happened. You tried to do a little social media campaign to promote and market your hamburgers, and nobody cared. And then you got made fun of by actual hamburger joints. And then you backpedaled on it and said, no, 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 we were just kidding. The plan all along, of course, was for them to just stay IHOP. And I'm sure they just realized that the IHOP thing didn't work for them. So, of course, backpedaling on it. Do better. Think of better marketing. Uh, 
have a saying. Yeah, that's true, actually. If you swim with the sharks, you're going to get bit. That could be a... Thanks, Jen. That could be a... If you're not a shark. Now, I don't know. Sharks might get bit, too. All right. I have a little bit, a little bit more social media news stuff, and I bring this up because this is important. This is really important. So there was a little little trend going around in the past week or so. It was hashtag Plain Bay. I still don't really understand what the hell a bay is, you know, like the the bay. Like, I, I don't know. Uh, to me, the bay is you're down at Mission Bay and you're, you got a boat out on the bay, in the bay area, you know. Uh, but apparently a bay is a thing, and I still don't understand. I think it's a significant other. I don't know. Well, this woman, uh, you, you've probably heard of this. She was on a plane, and she saw two strangers that essentially she thought were hitting it off. And so she documented it by taking photos of the couple, and then hashtagging it all, uh, Plain Bay. Plain Bay, because this was all happening on airline, on a flight. Uh, when this continued, and people ran with it. There was news stories about it and everything else. Just it, People ran with it, had fun. Well, then what happened was, we all know who the man in these posts was. I'm not even going to give his name, because this is, and we'll get into why, uh, but the woman who was involved in this, in this whole Plain Bay saga, really didn't want to be pointed out, didn't want all this information public. And in fact, she ended up deleting all of her social media accounts. And the reason she deleted all of her social media accounts is the woman who originally started this whole hashtag Plain Bay thing actually encouraged Twitter users to track the woman down because she knew that she didn't. the woman did not want to be Connected to this, didn't want to be seen on social media, attached to Plain Bay. Deleted all of her accounts. Now, of course, the woman that started all of this uh, has since come out and apologized. And this is, uh, <laughs> she came out and apologized. And this is, of course, after she encouraged all of her Twitter users to to find this woman. To find this woman. So then she comes out and apologizes. Completely fake apology. Uh, and this is... This is the problem with this whole situation now is, and it's the same as the shark stuff. Everyone thinks that they're an influencer and everyone thinks that they just have the right to constantly document stuff. I've talked about this because when I've seen kids uh, around my neighborhood in Highland Park, California, chasing homeless people, not chasing, like chasing them to catch them, uh, but following homeless people or, or people who are clearly on drugs out on the street who are like talking to themselves, doing crazy things, saying crazy things just to, to capture it and throw it on their YouTube. That's what's happening here. Just because you have the ability to do it doesn't give you the right to invade privacy. And we all need to keep that in mind. Keep that in mind whenever you're out there. That doesn't give you the right to invade privacy. It just doesn't. And just because we all have the ability doesn't mean you need to do it. Just because we all have the ability to take a photo of your stupid plate of dinner doesn't mean we all need to do it. It doesn't. You know, it doesn't. Calm down on it. I've been scrolling, through, like, it's funny. I've been was scrolling through YouTube recently, and I'm looking at some of these videos that do, like, 500,000 views, a million views, and it's like some dude in his living room, like, who can't even hold a phone straight. And he's just talking. Like, how, come on, man. Come on. Let's all do better. All right, let's get into a little TV film books. Oh, I'm, I'm so excited about this one. This one I am so excited about to the point where I am probably going to pay the subscription fee to get myself some showtime. Sasha Baron Cohen, the great Sasha Baron Cohen, the mastermind behind the Ali G show, the Ali G show, 
uh, and the characters Borat and Bruno. Bruno, not that funny in a feature film, but Borat, very, very funny. Uh, actually, there's a new show coming out on Showtime. And this is a show called Who is America? Who is America? And for those of you out there who are familiar with uh, the Ali G show, this is very similar to how Sasha Baron Cohen got his start. He would play the character Ali G, and he would interview people who thought they were coming in for a very, very serious, hard-hitting interview, and he would ask them silly questions, and sometimes they'd walk out, sometimes they would just play along, whatever it might have been. He's doing a similar thing here. Thanks, Jen. Uh, we'll talk soon. Uh, he's doing a similar thing here, where he is interviewing people, and a lot of them are politicians. Well, the show's not out yet, but of course, all of these politicians and, and people have been interviewed, and, and word is getting out about it. One of those interviews was with Sarah Palin, former uh, vice presidential candidate, uh, Sarah Palin. She spoke out about this and and really kind of tried to give it to Sasha Baron Cohen. And the interesting thing about this one, and I, I want to unpack this one a little bit too, is... Uh, she went in for the interview and, of course, came out upset because I'm sure he embarrassed her and probably asked her some questions that made a lot of sense. One, of course, in her statement, she comes out and says, I'm all for, like, having fun and making fun of people and stuff, but she painted it that Sasha Baron Cohen was pretending to be a disabled veteran of the United States military. Turns out he actually wasn't pretending to be a veteran of the United States military, but more of a postal service employee. That's the service that he was in. I, I haven't seen it. I'm not going to get into it, but I bring it up because this is what seems to happen with Republicans and with the GOP every goddamn time. Sarah Palin walked into an interview, got had, got embarrassed, walks out and says, I'm fine. Respect the military. I, I can't anymore. I just can't. I, I can't. Why does everything have to go back to respect the military? I'm insulted. I'm hurt. Respect the military. You're not respecting the military. Give me a fucking break. I'm so sick of it. I'm so sick of it. Just because you make fun of politicians and you don't agree with certain things, you don't support the NRA, doesn't mean you don't support the fucking military. Just because you want to kneel and protest racial injustice doesn't mean you don't support the fucking military. I'm so sick of this. And people like Sarah Palin continuing to spew this stuff continuing to spew it I'm done I'm done I'm sure I'm sure Sasha Baron Cohen has no problem with the military he is trying to dupe all of you and make a comedy out of it and he has every fucking right to do that we just set a record for f-bombs on go tell us the wall podcast I apologize to all of you out there you should never have your young children listening to this podcast uh, for the most part I do try to keep the f-bombs to a minimum but it does happen once in a while but I'm just so sick of it I get I get hate mail and that's why I'm sick of it. That's why I throw the F-bombs, because I get hate emails. You hate the military. No, I don't. I've never said I hate the military. I've never said I disrespected the military. Not once in my entire life, let alone my podcast, influencer career, have I ever said something even remotely similar to that. But here we have people like Sarah Palin. He's disrespecting the military. No, no. Just take it, go home, be embarrassed. That's all it is. Just go home, be embarrassed, because I'm so sick of it. I'm so sick of it. Just because you're making fun of a politician. Come on, do better. All right, on a lighter note, uh -huh, on a lighter note, uh, we got some news uh, regarding Deadpool 2. I know it's still in theaters right now. I believe it's got to still be in theaters. Uh, so the DVD is coming out 
in August, August 21st, actually. And I would encourage you, none of this is sponsored. Nobody's giving me any kind of money. I would encourage you, if you're a big Deadpool fan, Deadpool 2 fan, uh, probably plan on picking up your copy at Target. At Target. And the reason is they're doing a special edition at Target, and this is the super uncut like thing where they have all the stuff that you didn't actually see in the theater. But the interesting thing is this particular version at Target, going to be a Target exclusive, comes with a Deadpool 2 children's book. Now, it's not actually a children's book. In fact, it says a, uh, underneath Deadpool 2 on the book, it says A in parentheses, not suitable for, uh, close parentheses, children's book. So it's actually an adult, not an adult like X-rated, but it's obviously going to follow the lines of uh, what how the movie was. So don't give this to your children. However, I'm super excited about this. I'm planning on buying that edition at Target because I got I got I just a Deadpool absolute favorite Marvel movie, uh, Deadpool first Deadpool and then Deadpool two is second favorite absolute favorite Marvel movie. So I plan on picking up one of those uh, definitely. Target get it August 21st. Mark your calendars. Oh, mark your calendar. Speaking of marking your calendars, I got my NES Classic. I'm not getting. We're we're. I got so much content. We're short on time. Well, maybe we'll talk about the NES Classic next week. Uh, but I did manage to get get mine, uh, thanks to my wife, because I really dropped the ball on that one. But my wife actually went out and picked me picked one up for me the morning they came out. It was beautiful. It was amazing. It was the. It was just fantastic. Uh, all right, moving along. So we got some news. Some news uh, this past week. And really, this one's just for me. A new Guinness World Record was set about a week ago. Less than a week. Eh, yeah, about a week ago. Was set by a 16-year-old. 16-year-old uh, who, is, who actually lives in Nebraska. And he set the record for the largest collection of Muppets memorabilia. That's right. Largest collection of Muppets memorabilia uh, standing at 1,841 pieces. And all I have to say to that is challenge accepted, my friend in Nebraska. I have a long way to go, but I do have a lot of Muppets stuff sitting over here, including an original vintage lunchbox. I bet you this 16-year-old doesn't have an original vintage lunchbox uh, because I was barely alive when that thing was made, and this kid definitely wasn't alive when that thing was made. Uh, all right, let's get into some music. I said that like I have a lot of music news. I don't. I don't have a lot of music news. Uh, I do have a fun little thing for those of you out there that know uh, I'm a big fan of crappy punk rock. In fact, I'm wearing my Thank God for Punk Rock shirt this evening, and it's fitting because of some news that we got regarding Blink-182. And I'm not going to get into it. Travis is still down, still not good. Hopefully he's going to be back soon. We're, we're still hoping for the best for him. However, we did get some good news uh, from Blink-182 and from Funko Pop. If you're not familiar with Funko Pop, they make those cool little, like, big-headed figures. I'm actually holding my Elliot Alderson figure up to the, uh, to the, uh, and I, I, I think I showed my Ludo uh, Funko Pop here, like, the week after I'd picked that bad boy up. Uh, Blink-182, they've got some Funko Pops coming out. That's right, if you, if you need a Funko Pop version of Mark and Travis, unfortunately, they didn't make Skiba. They did not make Matt Skiba, which I, 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 I kind of get and I kind of don't get because I at first I saw that and I was like, no Skiba. I was like, oh, they just did original Blink uh, members. And I was like, wait, Travis is an original Blink member. Mark's the only original Blink member still left. So, I, you know, I don't know. Maybe Matt Skiba didn't want his made. Nonetheless, you're going to be able to pick up a small Mark Hoppus and a small Travis Barker in September. Uh, so I'll, I'll be picking those up myself just because I'm not a, I, like I'm not a huge Funko Pop fan. I like them. 
It's just it with the way I am with collecting things, like I, I can't start just collecting Funko Pops. So I tend to get like the pops that I like. This is why I have like most of the uh the Mr. Robot ones. I have a couple of Labyrinth ones. Uh and I actually just randomly found a, a Fraggle the Wembley Fraggle for my wife the other day as I was out shopping. So, she, so she's got one of those too. Uh, but I'll be picking up the the Blink ones definitely due to my fandom of crappy punk rock and being really from San Diego. Hometown heroes, man. Hometown heroes. All right, let's get into a little sports. I don't want to spend a lot of time on this topic, but I'm just warning all of you because, you know, we talk about it a lot. Racial injustice protests in the NFL. We talked about the NFL coming down with their ridiculous new rule that is clearly just out there to appease the Orange Menace and all of his ridiculous drivel of followers. Well, the NFLPA, for those of you not familiar, the NFLPA is, stands for the NFL Players Association. This is the union that represents all of the players in the NFL. Uh, They have filed a grievance against the NFL regarding their new anthem policy. Uh, So I'm not going to get into details on that, but I will say hold on to your butts because we're in for a wild ride and I won't be watching the NFL next season. I just won't unless uh, they get rid of Goodell Goodell and and really stop appeasing uh, politicians because that's not what they should be out there doing. However, I will be following this closely and we'll keep everyone on the podcast updated as that goes cuz it's going to be a it's going to be a wild 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 ride. I'm going it's going to be like get your popcorn out and we'll see what happens. It's just it's going to be crazy. Um all right. A little more sports news. LeBron is in LA. That is very much sports news and I only bring it up because those of you that are Southern California listeners uh you're familiar with this one and and just just be aware that it's LeBron madness now in Los Angeles and it's going to continue that way for at least the next 3 years what we're in for and i find it amusing all the lakers fans in los angeles like they dust off their lakers they're like oh 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 we're kind of relevant again i'm gonna get my gear out yeah no now you should be wearing that gear no matter what doesn't matter that's why i am becoming a clippers fan now that i can't watch the nfl because uh, the clippers suck and they're irrelevant and that's the te- those are the teams i like to follow i spent my childhood following completely irrelevant teams until they got really good in the early 2000s and then i got really really spoiled my my daughter my daughter had to wait two months, two or three months for a Super Bowl win by the New England Patriots. I had to wait a very 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 long time. <laughs> uh, all right, moving along. Uh, I I want to bring this one up. This is just an interesting thing, and it's in sports. Uh, apparently, at ESPN, the the worldwide leader in sports. Apparently, at ESPN, they have some crazy positions, and one of those that I just learned about today is they actually have a position titled. Senior sneakerhead. They have a guy on staff at ESPN, and his title is senior, not just sneakerhead, senior sneakerhead, which means he's been working on it for a long time. Hey, Bridget. Uh, he's been doing this for a long time, and apparently is, is, has been doing it so long that he's now a senior sneakerhead within the ESPN organization. I, I don't know. I just found that interesting. Uh, and he does he does follow sports sneaker trends, which I don't get. I see all of these all these people lining up, getting crazy shoes and everything else. Uh, Bridget, I, I have to... You'll go back and listen. I, I We had an F-bomb rant. I think I dropped three or four there. We're setting records here. Uh, Bridget, our on-air producer, is, is just now joining. I'm sure she was putting, putting her, her beautiful children to bed. Uh, but follows sports sneaker trends. I don't get it with these people waiting in line for like the new Jordans and everything. And it's fun. Like, if that's your thing, do it. Like, I'm not saying you're wrong or anything. I just, 
I don't get it. It's weird to me. I wear Vans. They cost $40. I think I could buy, like, for some of those sneakers that I see come out, I could buy, like, 10 pairs of Vans. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Just ridiculous. Oh. All right. We're going to, I'm going to try to skim through some of this stuff here. Just because we're content heavy, and I went on that completely off script and script and completely tangented regarding toxic masculinity and and making sure we we put the onus where it should be. So let's talk a little bit of tech. Got some interesting tech this week. So as you know, Facebook has really been clamping down on the whole fake news thing. They've come out and they've said we're clamping down on this. We're we're working on this and everything else, you know. And with that has come some scrutiny, of course. And in fact, they got busted. I there was a Russian firm that was clearly uh, doing some things they weren't supposed to, and and Facebook kind of ignored it. And then extend it's a whole thing. I don't didn't want to get into details of that. This one I did want to talk about uh, because they actually had had an event where they were talking about how they're fighting fake news and misinformation, and the topic of Infowars came up. Now, if you're not familiar with Infowars. This would be the horrible, horrible, horrible uh, human stain, uh, waste of sperm that is Alex Jones. Absolute waste of sperm. Could have been like it would have been better in a sock than creating that vile, vile human being that is Alex Jones. If you're a fan, of, and I'll tell you, I don't even care. I know I'm really insulting the guy. If you're a fan of Alex Jones, you're on the wrong podcast. You're on the wrong live feed. You're on the wrong channel. I don't like. No, we're not gonna have anything you want. Anything you're gonna like. Uh, so. They were actually questioned, Facebook was, at an event at one of their headquarters. They were questioned, and someone in the media brought up, and they said, well, how, if you're fighting fake news, how can you have Infowars on there? Uh, and simple as this, Facebook couldn't give them a straight answer. I can give you a straight answer that Facebook didn't want to give. It's because Infowars still pushes views and clicks. Because people in this country are that dumb. They're that dumb. And if, you, if you're watching InfoWars and you think Alex Jones has anything intelligent to say, you're dumb. You're dumb. Simple as that. You're dumb. There's you like you just, you know, please just stay in the south or wherever it is. If you're in California, consider moving elsewhere, especially if you're in southern. Like, no, no, there's there's no excuse for thinking Alex Jones is OK. There's there's none. There's not. And that's the worst in the orange menace. It, it literally is worse than the orange menace. This guy who makes fun of murdered children. Worse than the Orange Menace. All right, let's uh, YouTube and Twitch. Man, all the social platforms fighting, and that's constantly what's happening with like Facebook and everything else. You know, and, and me, I was trying to get the live feeds up and stuff. All of them fighting. YouTube now they're fighting with Twitch. Apparently, YouTube has been pulling accounts, not even just suspending, but completely eliminating accounts uh, for some users, some influencers that have been trying to promote their Twitch accounts, their Twitch channels on YouTube. Now, here's the thing. Technically, that isn't allowed. If you go through and you look at the terms and conditions and everything else, YouTube does say you can't be driving people elsewhere, which is interesting, though, because YouTube does give you the capability to embed on your channel. Like, if you go to Go Tells the Wall podcast right now, you can literally on the top banner click on Sean Work Live. You can click on Facebook. You can click on Patreon. You can click on Twitter. Uh, you can click on iTunes or Apple, whatever. You can click on all those things. So technically, yeah. You can, like, it is in the terms and conditions, but people, obviously, they let people do that. However, because they're fighting with Twitch right now, because Twitch is a live streaming platform and all this other stuff, 
They banned these accounts, all of them, only the ones pushing people to Twitch, encouraging people to check out their Twitch channels. Hey, Uncle Guy. My uncle just joined the live stream. Uh, and this is the interesting thing, is it's only the Twitch people. And this is clearly YouTube's fighting with Twitch. You know, <laughs> like, it clearly they're jealous. And here's the thing. We need to get to a point where we can all just play nice. You know? Everyone just play nice. Because the bottom line is, when, especially when it comes to, like, influencers and all that good stuff, they're using all of the platforms. They're on Facebook. They're on Twitter. They're on Instagram. They're on YouTube. They're in all these places. Just play nice. There's no reason. Nobody needs to be better than the other one. You don't. Why? Why? Just play nice. Make it so we can integrate everything. Once that happens, just go tell us why it's going to be on everything. I mean, it's kind of on everything right now, but just make it easier for us, you know? Please make it easier. Oh, Bridget, I just realized, if you get a chance, throw up the Indiegogo. I was talking about it at the beginning. If, if you have it right there. If not, don't worry. I'm trying to get it on the live stream uh, for anyone that, that's watching later on, because I was talking about the Indiegogo. We got we got 10 days left on the Indiegogo. I'll talk about it at the end. I was just reminded of that. Uh, anyway, everyone just needs to play nice. I'm, I'm getting really sick of this. Uh, speaking of social platforms and playing nice or not playing nice, Twitter. They actually announced last week they were going to start purging. This is the great Twitter purge. They announced last week they were going to start purging uh, the many of the fake accounts that are out there on Twitter. Uh, and it was actually yesterday or today. Thank you very much, Bridget. For those of you that are only on the live feed, uh, check out our Indiegogo campaign. Every dollar helps. We, we're getting so close to our goal. Like, so, so close to our goal. Uh, so Twitter, it either happened yesterday or today. They, they actually started slashing and cutting those accounts. And it's funny, I'm seeing influencers on, on Twitter and stuff. And it, it, you can tell who was who the people that were like buying Twitter followers and they're like, I lost 5,000 followers. It's like, dude. And then you just have your normal, like your typical influencers, uh, like the great John Rosenberg, who, who's a big fan of the show, big close, close, close friend of mine as well. He lost like 150 followers. And it's like, well, yeah, there's probably some fake accounts following you. Uh, I'm sure we don't get a ton on Twitter. Uh, but I think I have some bots that follow the the, the podcast itself because we get a we get a big listenership out of Russia, big listenership out of Russia. <laughs> I wonder why. Uh, and interestingly enough, I looked recently and we had a list. Uh, we had some listenership in Alaska. I'm actually pretty sure I know who that is because uh, big big fan of the show, big supporter Joan is up in Alaska right now. Uh, so if you're losing a bunch of Twitter followers or your favorite influencers are losing a bunch of Twitter followers, that's because Twitter is stepping up and they're cleaning up their platform. And thank you for doing that. Twitter, Jack, you, your, your platform's kind of a cesspool, but at least you're doing better on this. So let's see what happens. All right, let's get into some common sense. We are running short on time. Uh, Bridget, I'm assuming, Bri I'm, and I'm, I'm speaking directly to Bridget, I assume you didn't try to go to the build a boar, build build a boar, <laughs> build a bear workshop today. Uh, Bridget has two young young girls, young children. Uh, they are running a promotion today nationwide, all across the country. Build a bear workshop. If you went there today, well, they promoted that. If you went there today, it, they were doing an event called Pay Your Age, so you could take your kids in there. And instead of paying the ten to twenty five dollars that it is uh, for a build a bear, uh, yeah. I was too, Bridget. See, Bridget was going to go too. Uh, but what happened, and, and I thought about taking my daughter. My daughter's not even two years old. And I told my mom, I was like, yeah, we'll go get a $2, you know, Build-A-Bear for her. And she has never gone to Build-A-Bear. I was like, that'll be fun. 
And last night I was thinking about, I was like, you know what? That's going to be, a, it's just going to be a madhouse. It's just going to be, it's going to be an absolute madhouse. Despite the fact that it was like during the week, it's a Thursday. It's not even a weekend. Well, sure enough, it was a madhouse. In fact, to the point where lines were so crazy that Build-A-Bear had to come out and announce that they were discontinuing the pay your age day today discontinuing the pay your age day today for safety reasons because it was so crazy at all of the malls and all of the establishments where they had Build-A-Bear workshops and they just they had to completely stop it. And I get it. I had a feeling this was going to happen. Had a, they did a promotion a couple days ago here in Los Angeles where Blaze Pizza gave out uh, free pizzas. Now, Blaze Pizza cost you like 10 to 15 bucks. They were giving out free pizzas. Thousands of people. Thousands of people. And whenever this happens, like today is, actually today is, oh no, yesterday was 7-Eleven. That is the the anniversary of the opening of 7-Eleven. They give out free Slurpees. I never go. I never go. You know, or when I do like the free donuts and everything, I I never go because I know it's going to be a crazy crowd. Now, if I saw something that was like, you get a free television, okay, I might wait an hour for a television. I'm not waiting an hour for a $10 stuffed animal. I'm I'm just not doing it. With my daughter, with my toddler, can you imagine? Can you imagine? She'd be losing her mind. Be like, what the, What are we doing here? What is this? Longer lines than Disneyland. It's crazy. So I knew it was going to happen, and I just, I was like, nope. And it turned into a big controversy. And in fact, a lot of people tweeted at Build-A-Bear. People tweeted at Build-A-Bear their, their displeasure at what was happening. And here's the thing. I get it. You should be displeased with Build-A-Bear because they announced this thing, and they, they couldn't actually do it. Jeez, nine-hour lines, Bridget? Nine hours. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. What's the minimum wage in California? I like I just you could go to your neighbor and be like, let me let me pick some weeds. And they'll probably give you ten dollars for that. And it's gonna take you an hour. Go to build a bear. You're like, that's and, and I get it. Not everyone has a ton of money. And that's fine. If you really wanted a deal and you don't have a lot, like I, I totally get it. I have a child, I have a mortgage, I have a podcast that bleeds money. Like, I get it, <laughs> but you got, you just have to think about these things and complaining. Yeah, you're upset, but what, like, what did you expect when you know one of these free things is going to happen? You know, you're going to be waiting in line. You know, you're going to be waiting in line. The cool thing about Build-A-Bear, and again, not sponsored by nothing, obviously not because I'm kind of ripping them here. Uh, the good thing about Build-A-Bear and Bridget, uh, oh, wow, that's, see, minimum wage has gone way up. Minimum wage in California is 1325 and Bridget, we, we can do this with your girls as well. Uh, they actually still have the pay your age promotion. It's just instead of having it on one day for everyone, you can actually, during your child's birthday month, the entire month, 30 to 31 days unless your child was born in April, 28 days, four weeks, at least four weeks, where you can take your kid in and pay their age during their birthday month. So I'll be taking my daughter. I'll be taking my daughter in November uh, to, to, to get her pay your age, build a bear. Uh, maybe she'll get one before then. I don't know. Uh, but just, I mean, I mean, it's common sense says, I even saw a tweet. Someone was like, my wife drove, drove a hundred miles. Like there, I mean, that's a perfect example right there. My wife drove a hundred miles and was turned away at the door. Do you know how much gas, like how much did you spend on gas to drive a hundred miles? Like just how much you could have ordered the bear online. And paid full price. And your gas covered that. Come on. Come on. Think about it. Common sense. It's common sense. Oh. Oh, man. This one's killing me. Oh. Let's see. Bridget's telling me you get a $15 off coupon if you join the 
join the bonus club. Well, that's enough right there. And I assume the bonus club's got to be free, I'm sure. You just sign up and give them your information so they can pe pepper you with emails and stuff and, and snail mail for the next 20 years. Uh, so we got some information. Oh, oh, this one's killing me. Walmart had a shirt on their website. This was a baseball-style shirt. If you're not familiar with baseball shirts, they're kind of like ringers, but they've got like the three-quarter sleeves and the color on the, the sleeves themselves, but usually a white shirt or another color. I did some baseball shirts that on the top where the name is said Impeach, and it had the number 45. So it's essentially Impeach 45. Oh, they had regular T-shirts too. Impeach 45. Clearly a dig at the Orange Menace. Well... A bunch of closed-minded conservatives lost their minds. Lost their minds. We're boycotting Walmart. God, I'd love to see it. Like if the entire state of Alabama boycotted Walmart, would Walmart fold in Alabama? Probably. It just... It would just disintegrate. All the pieces would float back to Arkansas and they would just reassemble somewhere else. Deep cut for those of you that don't know where Walmart is located the headquarters in Arkansas. Uh, now, the reason this is a big thing that's fine. You're insulted. You want to boycott Walmart because they had a political uh, t-shirt in there, Impeach 45 political. And we love our orange menace. I'm so offended. You know what? That's fine. However, the problem I have with this is apparently those same people that now want to boycott Walmart about a year ago didn't really care about the murdering journalists shirt. So Impeach the orange menace which, honestly, if you look at it from a black and white objective standpoint, <laughs> the guy probably should be impeached. Uh, we impeached the president because he got a blowjob. So I, I think we have some grounds to impeach this guy. Just, you know. But th that's what kills me. Oh, this is so insulting. Really? The shirt about murdering journalists about a year ago wasn't insulting? Go back through the podcast. I talked about it when it happened. Rope. Uh, tree. Journalist, some assembly required. Making jokes about lynching journalists. And it's fine to be upset about this because you're an Orange Menace supporter and everything else, but you're not allowed to be upset about this and not be upset about murdering journalists. It's not allowed. You're not allowed to be a human being and do that. And if you are doing that, you're not a human being. And please stay the hell out of my great state of California. Whoa, 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 no. Yeah, especially Southern California. Have fun, you know. Ah, Southern, there's a lot of them. A lot of Orange Menace support in San Diego, unfortunately. Uh, gosh, we got about three minutes left here. Let me look at this stuff. Um, I'm going to save this. I'm going to save this. And I'm going to save Henry Cavill. And I'm going to save because we're going to go off on GOP in there. Hold on. Uh, so we had a woman... Out of, I can't remember where this was now. There was a woman who was having a birthday party at a park. Uh, was wearing a Puerto Rico shirt. And I'm sure you've seen this video floating around. If you haven't, you're probably not on any social platforms. Uh, wearing a Puerto Rico shirt, this this uh, this Caucasian man comes up, starts harassing her because she's wearing a Puerto Rico shirt, saying that she doesn't belong in this country and that you shouldn't be allowed to wear that shirt in this country, uh, dismissing the fact that Puerto Rico is a territory of the United States of America. <laughs> Actually, is this country people, in Puerto, people born in Puerto Rico? They're U.S. citizens, dude. Like, no joke. They're literally citizens. Come on, do some homework. The irritating thing about this one is I saw the video. When I first watched this video, this guy's like getting in the face of this poor woman uh, who's wearing a Puerto Rico shirt and, and just yelling at her. 
And she's asking him, can you please step away? Can you please step away? Can you please step away? There's a police officer like 10 feet away, and he's just watching this happen. Watching it happen. Not, e- not intervening in the very least. Not intervening at all. At all. Just watching it. She even asks him to come and help. And you might say, well, what is, is, were they breaking any laws? I, I'm not sure. He's definitely harassing her. I would hope that if that was happening to me or my wife or my daughter or Bridget, anyone else close to me, that there would be a police officer who would intervene. But it gets really ridiculous because her brother comes over and as the man is getting in the woman's face, her brother asks him to get away and tries to get between them. And as he's trying to get between the woman and the man who's harassing her, and obviously the the harassing man is Caucasian. The woman is not Caucasian. She's Latina, I assume. I'm, I'm not positive exactly what. I assume she's Latina, but I'm not positive. Uh, her brother looks Latin, Latino. As soon as he goes to step in and say, please stop bothering my sister, and of course he's not saying it that nicely. However, if I walk outside and there's man, woman, child, animal getting in the face of my wife, I'm stepping in there and I'm not going to say please stop. But he's not being, not trying to hit the guy, not using curse words or anything. Starts to walk up to the man to try to get him to go away from his sister. As soon as he does that, that's when the son of a bitch police officer decides it's time to intervene and tells the brother of the woman being harassed that he cannot get in the face of the man harassing his sister. This fucking world we live in, wall fans, common censors. This is the world we live in. Now, thank God that police officer has been relieved of duties. He's no longer a police officer. But this is unfortunately the world we live in, and I'm ashamed. I'm ashamed of it. I'm ashamed to be an American right now. I'm ashamed of the fact that I was born in this country, and I'm ashamed of the other citizens in this country that think it's okay to be hateful and do things like this. I'm ashamed. In fact, I'm also ashamed of the founder of Papa John's, who we've been ashamed of for a very long time for the things he said and all of the different things he's done and the hateful things he's done. Well, he used a particular word on a conference call the other day with all of his employees. That particular word starts with the letter N. We don't use that word. It's a hateful word. I don't think anyone should use that word. Even if, you know, you say, well, I have the right to, I, you know, and that's, if, if you do, that's fine. I, I don't think it should ever be used. I just, I don't use that word. And since then has, of course, stepped down as chairman and CEO of Papa John's. Thank God I say bye-bye to you, you son of a bitch. However, that doesn't mean we can start eating Papa John's pizza again. First off, don't start eating Papa John's pizza again simply because it's terrible pizza. It's basically cardboard with a little bit of cheese and ketchup. But secondly, he did step down as chairman and CEO, but he obviously still has a very, 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 very large stake in the company. So every time you buy a pizza from that really, really terrible pizza place, you're actually putting money in his pocket. So keep that in mind. I already didn't eat Papa John's, and I will continue to not eat Papa John's because it's disgusting and because the founder of Papa John's, Papa John himself, is a real son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. Oh, all right. I got a couple things I want to push off till next week. I knew this, knew this was going to happen. Uh, Bridget, I mentioned at the top of the show, I'm working on those videos, so we have these special editions. Uh, we have some great videos with our on-air producer, Bridget, uh, as well as our stats and information person, Chris, and, of course, the great Mary Doodles and some of our other Big, big, big wall supporters, common sensors. So look forward to those more of those coming out tomorrow. This has, of course, been episode 63 of Go Tell to Wall podcast. My apologies to all of you out there for the heavy use of F-bombs this week. 
Sometimes I get a little fired up. Sometimes it's ridiculous. I think the heat's getting to me. It's been like 155 degrees here in Los Angeles lately, and I just can't deal with it. Uh, but thank you for listening. Thank you for bearing with me. We will be back next week. Same wall place, same wall time. Look forward to that. And remember, wall fans, well, wait, uh, don't forget, follow us on Twitter, at TellTheWallPod, at Magic Muppet. Of course, head on over to SeanOWorkLive.com. And don't forget our Indiegogo. Those of you that are checking out the live feed, the link is right there. For those of you listening on the podcast, the link will be embedded within the description of this particular episode. We've only got about 10 days left there. Want to hit that goal? Want to hit that goal? Want to hit that goal? Help us hit that goal. Wall fans, common sensors. Uh, and of course, make sure you like, subscribe, share, do all the things. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell everybody, tell your dog, whoever will might has ears and might listen to Go Tell It's the Wall podcast. Uh, I am, of course, your host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke. This was episode 63. And remember, wall fans, common censors, social media world, podcast consumers. No matter what you do, no matter where you go, no matter who you're with, and no matter why you are doing it, always, always use common sense.